0: Father, I thank you so much for your presence among us, Lord. God, I thank you that you are here with us. And you're teaching us, Lord, that there's power in your presence. And you're teaching us, God, that there's power in our presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody open your Bible to John chapter 21, verse 17. John chapter 21 verse 17 you there no yes one john chapter 21 verse 17 you there say amen if you're there all right it says the third time everybody say third time he said to him simon son of john do you love me peter was hurt because jesus asked him the third time do you love me he said lord you know all things you know that i love you jesus said feed my sheep everybody say feed my sheep today i want to talk to you about the power of the presence everybody say power Power. of the presence there is power in the presence Let's talk about the presence of God. There's power in his presence, right? What do you experience in the presence of God? Nothing? Say it out loud. Joy? Healing? Peace? Strength? Joy? More joy? Courage? Holiness? You know, the we experience just power in his presence, don't we? I mean... People get healed. I mean, we had even in our, church mem- in our church, like in membership, people who the doctor said, you had cancer. You have this. You have that. And they came into the presence of God here. God heals them. They go back to the doctor and said, you don't got it anymore. <laughs> we experience power in the presence of God. He empowers us. You, you feel weak. You've been through a lot. You come into the presence and you just, get, you just get empowered. You feel like you could take over the world. You get empowered. You get filled with joy. You get filled with peace. You get filled with his presence, don't we? Psalm 16, 11, it says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me. Everybody say, fill me with joy in your presence. With eternal pleasures at your right hand. You know, in his presence, you, you see the path of life. Sometimes you're confused. Where am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? When you are in the presence of God, it's like clear. Here is the path of life. Path that takes to life. You see it clearly in his presence. In his presence, there's joy. You could be going through hell. But when you are in his presence, you are filled with joy. Hmm? Eternal pleasure, not temporary pleasure, but eternal pleasure. You get that in the presence of God. Now, what, what, else? what about the lack of manifest presence? What about the lack of presence? Hmm? You know, I told you earlier that a few years ago I went to Sudan. And I was ready to die, you know. I told my family, don't don't be sad if I die. It's my honor. It's honor for my family. I want you to rejoice, right? To be a martyr for Jesus Christ, that's an honor for my family. So don't be afraid. Don't be sad. I mean, I was excited. I was ready to die. And then I go to the uh, refugee camp, okay? There were thousands and thousands of people in that refugee camp. And I stayed at an orphanage, mud houses, full of children. A lot of them saw their own mom, me, and daddy get killed in front of their eyes. They're traumatized. You know what I realized? Even the, the omnipresence of God, like not the, you know, sh- your hand is shaking, you, you're feeling goosebumps inside of you, not that kind of you know, manifestation manifest presence even the omnipresence you know the omnipresence god is everywhere right and so even if you're not shaking and you're not like aware of his presence you always walk in the omnipresence of god because if you didn't experience that omnipresence of god you would sense evil you would sense fear but you don't always walk in that the in the presence of evil because of the omnipresence of god even if your hand's not shaking right even if you're not feeling the heat all over your body, you still experience the omnipresence of God. You know what I realized in Sudan while I was there? That I couldn't even feel that. That I felt evil at all times. You know, before I preach, I tried to pray in the prayer chapel, well, the mud chapel, well, prayer chapel that's made out of mud, right? And I'm, I'm trying to pray, I'm trying to. Fast, but I'm not sensing anything. I'm not sensing his presence. And me, I, I've ever since, even when I was in uh, junior high school, even when I was like 12 and 13, I was at the altar. When no one was around, I was at the altar, like uh, fasting and praying and like like rolling around on the floor because I wanted His manifest presence. I wanted more of God. And like young people at that time would walk by and laugh at me. But I didn't care because I wanted more of God's presence in my life. I wanted him. Right? So that's me. I can't live without the presence of God. I would rather die. I remember um, when I was in college, there a period of time I was like, God, just kill me. Because what I read in the Bible and what I experience daily, it's different. If you're not going to give me this, just kill me. I don't want to live. I'd rather die. Right? And so the presence of God is everything to me. Hmm? And I go to Sudan ready to die, and I can't experience his presence of God. I'm preaching. And you know how when you're preaching, some of you, you've experienced that it's like nobody cares. Nobody's really there. And you just want to like hide somewhere and you just want to stop and just walk away. Like you don't feel anything. Not just the people, but even the spirit of God is not there. Right? And so every time I preach like two to three times a day and every single time I felt nothing. Then Robbie, what you felt the first day, it's Nothing. At least you had us saying amen. <laughs> I felt nothing, and I just wanted to die. I really did. It was the only thing I could do was I just memorized. I couldn't pray because I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And so, you know, my prayer time in Sudan was every day. I just memorized the scripture. That's all I could do. This is the best I can do, God. I just memorized the scripture. But what's amazing is even if I didn't experience the presence of God, God still moved mightily. You, you heard about the story where, where um, I was preaching, I felt nothing, and then I did the altar call, and three boys, you know, gave their lives to Jesus, and they were, you know, at the altar, like, on their knees crying, and then all of a sudden the, the neighbors, everybody, like, crowded in. They just, all, we didn't even invited like they weren't even welcome they just came and they just surrounded the altar and they just talked and laughed and then i'm like okay i'm the leader i gotta do something they are like not helping so maybe i should kick them out and so i got bold and i stood up to to tell them get out because god is touching these children's lives and god says what are you doing this is an opportunity and so I stood up, and I started just, I didn't even ask interpreter. I just started speaking to them in English, right? And that missionary who was, like, crying with, with the children got up, and she started to interpret. And then another um, teenage kid stood up and started interpreting, you know, uh, Arabic to the dialect, right? And it just happened, like, naturally. And at the end of it, I said, so who wants to receive Jesus, and every single one of those people that came in raised their hands and received Jesus. Come on, right? And this whole time, even while I'm preaching and while I'm leading them to Jesus, I'm not sensing his presence. There are times where I pray for a a guy with a withered hand and God wouldn't do anything. So I fasted. I told him to come back. And I fasted, like, all day. And, and he came. I was like, God, I don't even have to lay my hands on him. When we worship, just heal him, God. Just heal him, God. Just, just show him that you're God, right? So, like, I'm not even, like, praying for him. I'm, like, all away. I'm just, God, heal him, heal him. And all of a sudden, the power of God hits another woman, a, a, a Muslim woman who had eye disease, and she gets healed instantly. And she's screaming, and we ran to, what's going on? God healed me. And she started to speaking in tongues. And we led her to Christ right there. But the man with the with her hand never got healed. <laughs> right? God wants to do what he wants to do. <laughs> and, you know, when I came back from that trip, I was, I was dying. Like, I felt like I didn't drink water. I felt like I didn't, I didn't breathe in air. I felt like I was withering and dying because I didn't sense his presence for, like, two weeks. And that's when, like, I went to this group of prophetic people in Southern California. I don't know how to, I, I need to live. I feel, I need, I, need, I need you to pray for me. And when they prayed for me, they said, the problem is you don't love Jesus enough what (laughs) right and i i just wept god like i wanted to die for you and i'm i'm crying because i i'm hungry for your presence and the word of god is i don't love jesus enough come on (laughs) i was like god even if they're false you're divine you could have just spoke over like you could have just moved their mouths and gave me the words that i needed god right but you know God even used that because Benjamin said, Sonny, I'm sorry. As your husband, I should have ministered to you instead of sending you to these people to, for you to receive a word. I'm your covering. I'm your head. And so he prayed for me and really set me free and, you know, I re-experienced the presence of God. You know, Genesis 4, 14, it says, today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. You know what they're saying? When I am hidden, when I am away from the presence of God, guess what? I will be a restless wanderer. And I will be killed. You know what that means? Apart from the presence of God, you are restless and there's death. It's killing you. The presence of God gives you life. And apart from his presence, you're dying a slow death. Hmm? Lack of presence. Now I want to talk about the power of your presence. The power of my presence. Did you know even a child, even an infant, even a baby's presence has power? You know, um, I, you've known that all my life that I, I, I was oppressed by the, manifesti- the, the devil at night, right? Until we, I was fully in submission. I remember when Aletia was first born and Benjamin was away, there are times where all of a sudden I would feel the evil presence. And I tried to pray through it and worship through it. And when I can't break through, you know what I did? I I don't know why I did it, but I, I guess it was the Holy Spirit. I would just go to the other room where Aletheia was sleeping. And when I entered into Aletheia's presence, the evil presence broke off. There's power in our presence. You know, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 12, it says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You know what that means? We don't even really have to fight. When we're together, when we are present with one another, enemy cannot overpower us. You hear me? The enemy cannot attack us. Hmm? There's power in the presence. You know, recently I was talking to Benjamin. And this is before um, we came back from Korea, our, our, our um, sabbatical. And I was like, Benjamin, like sometimes you're here, but you're not here. Actually, a lot of times you're here, but you're not here. Like you're either on your phone But even if you take your phone away and I'm talking to you, like your mind is somewhere else. I can't have intimacy. You want intimacy? I need you to be present with me. Because when you're not present with me, I don't feel as important. I don't feel valued or precious. Does that make sense? And so Benjamin's like, I really like I really want to be here. Like he didn't even know that he, w- he right, he wasn't present. And through this meditation upon the word of God and the presence of God, like his learning to be present here and now. And like I, I told him, I feel so free already. Like not only in our intimacy, like I would give you more detail if we didn't have children in here. But our intimacy. Is like beyond what we've, some that we've never experienced, right? Like emotional, you know, physical, spiritual. It's just the presence has so much power, you know. As Benjamin is practicing meditation upon the Word of God, what he is doing is silencing all other noises. All other thoughts. Because a lot of times, even like I do that, I'm like, I'm here, but then in my mind, okay, I got to take care of this. Okay, this, that person seemed very distant. That means at least by tomorrow, I got to call that person, and I got to talk about this to that person. And then that person was struggling, so I got to make sure. So, like, I'm planning in my head. Even though I'm here with my husband. You hear me? So, we're not present with one another because we're too busy thinking and planning. Hmm. And so through meditation, Benjamin is learning and I'm learning how to silence, silence all those thoughts, silence all those worries and anxieties and planning and just be here now in the presence of God, meditating upon the word of God. And now, we don't have to worry. Like, I remember he had to preach Saturday night, right, at the ark. He had to preach to Sunday morning, and that Saturday, my family was in town. And so I said, like, I didn't even expect him, Benjamin, like, you, you know, you go ahead and prepare. I'm going to go out to lunch with my family. Because if I were to ask him, before, even if, he, even if he said yes, it's like, oh, man, I got to prepare, but oh, God have mercy. Like, it was that kind of feeling, you know? And so Benjamin's was like, no, what do you mean? I want to go out to lunch with your family. No, we're going to San Jose. And Ark is in Berkeley. So if you come, you're not going to have any time to prepare. And Benjamin's was like, that's okay. Because I'm going to live out. I'm going to practice. What I'm teaching our people. I'm going to be present with you and your family. And as I walk this path of being present, guess what? Along the way, God's going to give me whatever I need. He'll give me the word. He'll give me the wisdom. He'll give it to me. And that night, he left and he preached on, uh, he makes a way through mighty water. It was powerful. And his, his like, preaching had been like, Next level these days, huh? Just powerful. And he doesn't, like, get anxious about, oh, I got to prepare. No, he's always present every day, wherever we are. There's power in the presence. And when we are present, we could see the resources that God puts in our path. When we are not present, God's like, bang, right there, and we just walk right past. Learning to be present. There's power in the presence. When you are present and our hearts are one, nothing can overpower us. Nothing can come against us. Hmm? But sometimes we need a reminder. Sometimes I need you to remind me, Pastor, I'm here, heart and soul. I'm here, Pastor. Sometimes your brother needs a reminder. Hey, Ivan, I'm here with you, man. I'm here, heart and soul. Alicia, I mean, we need a reminder here and there, don't we? And it is our responsibility to give that reminder. Hmm? Amen? Now, the presence, your presence, your presence. I'm not even just talking about God's presence. Your presence, what kind of power does it have? Your presence has the power to empower and strengthen when you have the right type of presence. Stay with me. When you have the presence that pleases God, which is loving and accepting, your presence is upon the truth of God, guess what? It has power to to empower and strengthen. It has power to feed your brother, your sister in Christ. Some of us, sometimes when we go through some bad situations, we have negative presence, right? Right? presence that divides presence that removes faith presence that discourages the body of christ now that's what the enemy wants so we need to remove those lies the negative presence and and let our presence be established upon the truth of god and in that presence in our presence we have power to empower and strengthen now what about the lack of your presence When you are called to be here and you're not here, you know what that does? It weakens the body of Christ. It starves the body of Christ because your presence feeds to this atmosphere, to this body. And when you're going through something difficult and you remove your presence from this body, you are actually starving your brothers and your sisters because your presence has power. Hmm? Like think about... Having a birthday party, you said, "You know what? I'm gonna throw Nanravi a birthday party." And you plan, and you, you t- let her know, "I'm throwing you a birthday party." And then you come, and nobody comes, and it's just me and you. How would Nanravi feel? Huh? Sad? Rejected? Unloved? Weakened? Right? Lonely? depressed (laughs) Ooh, i think you've experienced this before huh i'm sorry (laughs) our gatherings are welcoming party for jesus for his presence but when you don't show up hmm? without your presence we may not experience his presence to the fullness we need your presence, your presence. You need my presence to be here for us to experience the fullness of God's presence. Jesus dies, resurrects, and comes to his disciples. Uh, John chapter 21, verse 17, this is, it says, this is his third time appearing to his disciples after he resurrected. Okay? And he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt. Come on, you asked me twice already. And I said, yes. Yeah, God, you know all things. You know I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Sherry, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Oscar, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Julio, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Lorenzo, do you love me? Feed my sheep. You know, Peter, when it got hard, he ran away. He forgot about that prophetic promise Jesus gave him. He said, I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hate will not overcome it. But when it got difficult... Peter isolated himself. He removed his presence from the body. He said, I'm going to go fishing. Forget this. Even after Jesus appeared to him twice, after he resurrected, he still went fishing when he got discouraged. He said, I'm going to go fishing. He removed his presence from the body, and Jesus comes. He comes, and he prepares the breakfast, and and the disciples see Jesus, and they come, and Jesus said, Did you eat? Did you you have breakfast? Come, bring, bring some, bring some fish. He feeds them, and he looks to Peter. Peter, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Feed my sheep. Peter, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Peter, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. Peter, your presence has power. I told you, upon you, I'm going to build my church. You, Your presence feeds my body. Your presence feeds my sheep. Sometimes we run away, we remove when it gets hard. I'll come back when it's all over. I'll come back when it's all better. When it gets tough, we don't want to suffer together. We want to isolate. But we think you're just it just affects you, but you don't realize you just removed your presence and your presence stopped feeding the body of Jesus Christ. It's not just the presence of Your senior pastor or your associate pastor, it's every one of you. Person sitting in the front to person sitting on the back on the floor. Your presence has power to feed the body of Christ. Hmm? God called each one of you to this house. He called you, feed my sheep. God called this house to be the center for his manifest presence. To keep the fire of God burning and to increase that fire. But you see, we cannot increase that fire if your presence isn't here to add. Your presence is like another wood that we put, we add to that fire. If you remove your presence, we are lacking that log that's going to make our fire bigger. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, go back. Your presence is food to my sheep. Do not remove your presence from my people. Hmm? When it's hard, That's when we should come around together more. When the storm is coming, instead of walking away, that's when we should run towards one another and say, it's okay, I'm here with you. We're going to do this together. I know it's hard, Joseph, but I'm here. I know it's hard, Daniel, but I'm here with you. We're going to suffer together. I'm not going to run away, and I won't let you run away. We will suffer together. We're going to walk this out together. And we're going to remind each other, let's not focus on the storm. Let's not focus on the waves. But we're going to remind each other, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. I know there's waves coming from left and right. But keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, brother. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Because we're going to remind each other, even though the storm is, is, is crashing on our own bodies, even though there's waves, guess what? We are walking on water with Jesus. If you would just fix your eyes on Jesus, we're going to be walking on water with Jesus, you and I, together. But without my presence there to remind you, you're going to drown. Because by yourself, you can't keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. We need each other's presence. Mm-hmm. You know, last Wednesday we had leadership infusion. It was powerful. It was it was so powerful. Like I felt the manifest presence of God, even like before the teaching, like like even during worship, it was awesome. And like at the end of it, we had our lay pastors stand, and then we had different group of people stand up and and appreciate our lay pastors, and there were a lot of tears. You know, and it was just so powerful. Like we, Benjamin and I walked away feeling, wow, that just empowered me. That that was such an encouragement. Wow, that was just amazing. But you know, what I realized was that if any one of us was missing that night, we wouldn't have experienced what we experienced that night. Hmm? If John Hite, like, he was right in the corner, in the front, just worshiping with his hands lifted, you know? And we had, like, even, like, Chinwe standing next to Aletia and Olana and Obina, and they were worship. they were really worshiping, like, moving their, you know? And we just, I just felt the presence, like, everyone, and, like, Sherry coming up and, and you know, giving her heart to her lay pastor and and even Lorenzo, you know, coming up and opening his heart and, and crying and making us all cry, right? And then Matthew crying and not wanting to cry and screaming, ah, right? <laughs> and every one of you, like your presence made our experience powerful. You know, even Isaiah, you being vulnerable in front of the leadership, something, something from your presence just came out and added to the atmosphere. And it was really like one of the most amazing leadership infusion that we've experienced, right? Those of you who who, who were there, you agree? But it's not because... I led so well. It's not because Benjamin's teaching was so amazing. It was because every one of you, everyone that was there, our, our presence just added to the atmosphere and his presence added to that atmosphere and it, our experience. Your presence fed me and my presence fed you. Hmm? I'm going to end with this. God's mandate for living hope verse. God's mandate for you. Exodus 25, 30. It says, put the bread of the presence on this table to be before me at all times. Everybody say, at all times. times. Put the bread of the presence on this table. Right? In Old Testament, they put bread upon the table in the holy place to signify the presence that we're here. Right? And God is saying, I want. You, every one of you, my sons and daughters of this house, I want you to come and put the bread of your presence upon this altar. Hmm? I want you to feed my sheep through your presence here. Preacher, someone worshiping in the back row, we have same power to feed the body of Jesus Christ. Your presence being here hebrews 10 24 through 25 let us consider how we may spur one another untoward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching i want you to stand In the front row, Sunday morning or Thursday night, the second row, every row, I want you to stand there and I want you to lay the bread of your presence upon the presence of God and your bread of presence will feed his sheep here. Amen? We're going to do this right. Can we do this right, guys? Because for too long, children of God, We'll remove their presence because you think your presence has no power. You think your presence, your one presence is insignificant. You think, well, it's not going to do anything whether I go or not. It's just me. No. Do you love me? Then feed my sheep with your presence. Can we do this right, guys? Let's, let's, let's not remove our presence. But let's spur one another. Let's gather together. Thursdays and Sundays, your lay community meetings, huh? Let's gather together and let's feed each other with our presence. Amen? I want you to stand up in the presence of God. And I want you to make, I want you to determine tonight I'm going to be present. Will you do that? Because, you know, there's some storms That came our ways. And that storm took out some people. But you know what? We need their presence back. We got to pray them back here because we need their presence to feed us. And some of you, I know, you get tempted. You get tempted where you're just tired. You're just tired. You know my heart, God. So this Sunday or this Thursday, you know my heart. I'm just going to be home and resting. But when you do that, you have just removed your presence from feeding God's sheep. So determine right now. Determine. I'm going to feed. I love you, God. And because I love you, I will not remove my presence from this house, from my brothers and sisters. Come on, pray that. God, I am going to, God, commit to feed your sheep, God, through my presence. Some of us say, well, I don't know how to preach. It doesn't matter. It's your presence that feeds. It's your presence. So come on. Determine within your heart. Come on. Come on. Overcome every temptation. Overcome every thought. Any deception of the enemy. You are powerful. Your presence is powerful. Your presence has power to set your brother and your sister free. Your presence is precious. Your presence, it means something to this family. We need your bread of life. We need your bread of presence upon this house. Why don't we hold our hands? Come on. And as you hold your brother and your sister's hands, I want you to pray, I'm here. I'm not leaving you, brother. I'm not leaving you, sister. I'm here. I'm here. You know, nobody is perfect. We all have... Uh, 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 issues, but you know what? I'm not going to walk away. I'm here with you. I'm here with, come on, pray for one another. Come on. Don't look at me. Pray for your brother. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to walk this out with you. I'm not going to remove my presence from you anymore, but I'm going to feed you with my presence. My brother, my sister, I'm sorry that, 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 that in this season I removed my presence and therefore I starved you. Therefore I have weak you. But I make the decision tonight that I'm not going to to weaken you anymore. But I'm going to strengthen you, brother. I'm going to strengthen you, sister, with my presence. I am here. I'm not going anywhere. I am here with you. I am here with you. Just like Jesus promised us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. My brother, my sister, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am here. I'm standing with you. Let look, look away from the waves and the storms. Look, look, fix your eyes upon Jesus. Come on, let the let's let's walk through mighty water together. Come on, let's walk this out together. We're gonna we're gonna feed each other. We're gonna be here for one another. I want you to cry out for for the brothers and sisters that you have been you haven't seen among us come on cry out pray them back to our presence come on cry out cry out come on cry out their names come on let's pray them into our presence once again God, we thank you so much for your presence. Yeah, yeah, you promised that you would never leave us, that you would never forsake us. And you're asking us tonight, living hope, sons and daughters of living hope, do you love me Then feed my sheep? Do not remove your presence from this body stand where you are called to stand and worship me with all of your heart. You see, even in the back row, if you worship me with all of your heart, you are a worship leader. Hmm? You change the atmosphere of that row. Your presence feeds my sheep. So God, as we... Thank you for your presence. Father, we commit to lay our bread of presence upon your sanctuary, upon your table, that we would not remove our presence from one another, Lord. But we're going to empower and strengthen your body by being present. I thank you. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You're going to be present? Amen? Amen.